Okay, welcome back to another episode. Week three is in the books. Do you realize? The Fantasy Football Show. That's no. That's good intro music. That's, I don't know. You don't like that? Okay, I'll try something. I'll work work something else. We're going to have to figure something out. Next week. You guys realize that next week, week four, this week, I guess you could say this week, we are quarter of the way through the season. Don't, Through the regular season, that is. Don't buys start this week? Five. Week five, okay. They start next week. And there's some big time buys next week. I believe the Patriots. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. Because okay, next week will okay. be bye week. We'll talk about the buys next week. There's some big time buys in this first week of buys that everybody's going to have to adhere to. And it's, it's going to be tough. We'll talk about buys next week. <sighs> This week, we have to talk about how apparently Russell Wilson see, became the quarterback. Added, see, now I should have took more notes. All right, that's going to be next week's going to be big because we're going to have an added, uh, added, we got to add a buy segment. That's true. To next week's episode because there's going to be some guys that you're going to have to bench. And we'll call uh, it Bye Bye Birdie. I don't week. even know what I'm going to do for my rosters. Well, okay. So again, next week, you're getting off track. About just next saying, week. Just saying. This week, we have to talk about Russell Wilson becoming nearly the best. We know what Russell Wilson is. Quarterback ever. We know what Russell Wilson is. And Russell Wilson, in my personal opinion, uh, they're, the Seattle Seahawks as a whole, that offense, they're slow starters. They're slow starters every season. If you go back and you look at the last three years with mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, uh, not to mention that their offensive line is 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 a little bit suspect this season, but the first three games of the year they're always a little bit, a little bit off. Like so they like they're not working what too you're hard telling in training me is camp. This week we should see some type of miraculous coming. Well, we saw it and we saw it in week three. We saw it sooner than we usually see it. Okay. Week three we watched Russell Wilson go ham. We watched Doug Baldwin go ham. We watched this new young uh, this new young running back. What's his name? Tyreek Cohen? No, Chris. Chris. Chris Carson. Carson. We watched Carson have a good game. Uh, Jimmy Graham got hurt, but you know what I mean. We watched them. But now they lost, mm-hmm. <laughs> which which mm-hmm. I expected them to do to Tennessee, but they played. And this was the first time that we saw flashes from that offense this season. Now we usually don't see it till about week five, but now it's like okay. It's it's go time for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I'm just gonna let me just start out with I am Tamara. <clears throat> and I'm your boy Tony James. This is my co-host, Tony James, who apparently is your boy. Yeah, boy. And this is the fantasy football show where we basically give fantasy football advice to directed at the leagues that we're in. Yeah. But also for anyone else for who anybody just wants else to who listen. decides they want to listen. Look, I've been seeing a lot of O and three teams out there, so some of you guys need to uh, probably tune in and hear some of the advice that we have. Well, luckily I am not O and three in any of my league. Actually, yes, I am. I'm not. I'm not O and three. In fact, I had the risk of going O and three in one league, and I, I got am, my first win. I am O and three in one of my leagues. Oof, darn it. Eat which league? Couples therapy? Yes. Couples therapy. No, 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 no. Um, 
champs, champs only. only. You're 0 3? I believe so. That's great. You won a championship last year yeah. in that league. Still a possibility. It's only week You could always come back. You can always I come can back. Always, you got to start making some trades, though. You got to start making chance. some changes. I, <sighs> Look, you, you trade your best players for two other players. That's what you do. That's what you have I'll to do. I'll look at it, but I, here's my issue. I feel like that's the draft where I looked at my team and was like, how did I end up with these people? True. So I, I don't have anybody. But sometimes. I have to wait for someone to get hurt. Sometimes you Pick see, up a handcuff and then trade the handcuff for somebody good who isn't hurt. You have the team sometimes where Pitt, they took Tom Brady in the first round. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the rest of their draft sucked. So sometimes people aren't bold enough to say, okay, I'm willing to trade away Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. To get LaShawn McCoy and Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be willing to break your team down from top to bottom to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I know you at least, round one and two, at least have two solid pieces unless one of those pieces got injured, which is very possible this year. I, I, that is, that's the league where I had David Johnson. See that? Now, mm-hmm. that's painful. That's painful because one of your top picks is down mm-hmm. and gone. Yep. And so your trade value is suspect, but you yeah. have a guy. I probably do, but I feel like I need that guy. You can get two people for him. Let's talk about what happened this week. Now, I don't wow. know if we've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. because this is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are in our fantasy football leagues. Right. But we also play in two different what we call pick'em leagues, I guess. So one of the pick'em yes, leagues yes. is it's weekly. Good we have look. a one one season buy-in, so we buy in at the beginning of the season, right? And then each week we have to make who's gonna we're gonna we have to pick who's gonna win each game. Then we have to pick tiebreakers, point spreads, everything. Right. So no, well, no. Uh, well, not point spreads, but points in the event a, of a double tie. It's a typical. It's a typical pick'em league. Yeah. You go through the games. You pick who's going to win each game. In the in the in the event of a tie, there's tiebreakers. Yeah, who's okay. going to score there the most go. each week? Who's going to score the least each week? Yada yada yada. Still and, picks you have to. You make. know what I'm saying? But you have to pick uh, the person who wins the most games each week. Wins the pot for that week. Okay. We're also in a one and done. <sighs> That's the one. Now the buy-in for the one and done is a. Who I don't want to get into. $110 per pick. That's right, 110 And we bought two picks this year. Yes. You can have multiple picks. Yes. You can buy as many picks as you want, but they are expensive. Yep. We have two this year. Yes. Which means we get one team who we think is going to win for the week. Well, and either we're... One team per pick. Right. Right. So if we win, great. We live enough to see another day. Right. If we lose... We're out. We're out. That's it. That's it. Now, the pot is what? Because there's like 200 and something people in this. We got a lot of people. Uh, uh, this is a revamped league that we're in. We got a, a lot of people in, and I think the pot is about $23,000 mm-hmm. at this point. And it started because we got a, we, it, it kind of switched hands. Yeah. It had a delay. So this was the first week, week three. We had 250, 255 to be exact. Mm-hmm. Original. Buy-ins for people who didn't pay their money, so they got kicked out. And in the first week, 50 people who got eliminated were already down to 201 entrants. 
So my whole point in, the, in bringing this up is that for one of our picks, we said, okay, let's go with New England. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom Brady was the number one top performing quarterback this week. But New England pulled out that win by the skin of their teeth. So this reminded me of why it's so stressful watching football whenever we have the one and done. Now, when we're, if we're out of the one, now this is our third year doing one and done? I would say, yeah. I would say the third, third, okay. or, third or fourth year. Third Full or disclaimer. fourth year. Full disclaimer. We have never won this. No, we haven't. We've gotten close. We've gotten close. And to be quite honest, the first two weeks of the NFL, when we thought that the guys were originally running, weren't going to run it anymore, but like those were peaceful. Yeah. Sit back, watch NFL yeah. football weeks, everything fine. Like, yeah, and we're in our pick 'em, but mm, if we don't win no this week, deal. we can win next week. Soon as we got into the one and done. Now, for those of you who watched football this week, our two picks this week were New England and Green Bay, both of which came down to the wire. New England took us all the way down to the wire where they threw a last-second touchdown to uh, Brandon Cooks. And and the Green Bay Packers, didn't they go to overtime? Yes. That game went to overtime. Green Bay had to win that in overtime. So, and they were losing the majority <laughs> of the game. I took a nap, y'all. I went to sleep. I didn't want to see this game. They were getting their butts kicked. I wake up to a tie game and them going into overtime. It was stressful. It was stressful. As hell, 50 people got knocked out this week. So I'm just reminded of now it's one and done time. And football will be stressful for me each week. Indeed. Until we either win and split. Because a lot of times what happens is it gets down to like the last five people. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, let's just split it. Right, right. So, I mean, I'll take a five-way split. That'll be like, what, $4,000? Well, and it seems like last year was a little bit predictable. Right. There were people that made it from the start all the way to the Super Bowl. With New England. With, with New England. Yeah. It was pretty predictable. The year before that, not so much. This year, we're having a year like two years ago. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win yeah. week in and week out. Yeah. It's, it's unpredictable through the first three weeks of the league. So you pick some teams and you cross your fingers and hope for the best. So the matchups are out there. I kind of have a good idea of where I'm going to go this are week. Are we going to take a Thursday game this week? No. We okay. are not going. The Thursday game this week is Green Bay-Chicago. That's a division matchup. Mm. I believe it's in Lambeau. I'm not 100% on that. But uh, no, I would never take a division matchup in these circumstances. They're always different. The division teams know each other inside and out. Oftentimes the home team is the victor in those, in those scenarios, regardless of how good or bad they are. So it's just, I just tend to shy away from those. Yeah, they're at Lambeau. Yeah, they're in Lambeau. I did, it's just uncomfortable. I believe Green Bay will win, but we watched Chicago last week play a very good hard-fought game and beat Denver, if I'm not mistaken. And the week before, they were right there uh, against Atlanta and almost won that game. So they're Okay, so no on the Thursday. Game. Chicago's a scary team thus far. I hear you. I don't want any close calls. Nobody. So this week, as I mentioned before, Tom Brady is one of our top quarterback performers. Yes, he is. Let's talk about top performers of the week. Yeah. Um, Ter- terrible Tom. He 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 just did it. He he just came. I mean, I'm thankful. Fantastic. Now that being said, the person that I played in fantasy had Tom Brady, and I did not want that. Didn't you play me? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, uh, one fantasy football game or $20,000. I was like, oh, for $20,000, I need yeah, Tom Brady to gotta, Tom Brady got to rock out. Yeah. And then number two this week, as we mentioned before real, as well. Not to cut you off, real quick. Just for some fantasy relevance here, I'd like to run down the next three games. Um, not in depth, but Brady's next three opponents are Carolina, Tampa Bay, <laughs> Carolina, Tampa Bay, and the New York Jets, right? Now, Carolina is... Oh, my is, God, those are three wins. Those are, because those are three big wins. I, I think I'm pretty safe in saying that Carolina sucks. Sucks. The best passing defense out of the three of those is Tampa Bay next week. Not this coming week, but next week. And even still, we're talking Tom Brady. So I think yeah. he's going to be just fine. There's no reason for you to bench him in the near future. Number two Russell is... Wilson? Oh, I didn't know if I could go now. Um, Russell Wilson just had a fantastic breakout game. This um, is great. In standard scoring, I had him on my bench with 32 points. Yeah, no, nah, he, uh, he, he showed up. He showed up and he showed out. And this was the game that I was waiting uh, for Russell Wilson to give us again. Like I said before, I wasn't expecting this until at least – Week four or five from so Russell Wilson. Think, so, so what you're saying is that this is this is the upswing, absolutely. and we can expect maybe not maybe not this type of performance, but we can expect some above par performing now. Absolutely, from, from he's Russell. got the Colts this week, oh, a okay. beat up Colts secondary. He's got the Rams mm. next week. Now the Rams, that's a division matchup, and the Rams always seem to play Seattle extremely tough. So that's a matchup you need to be very, very, very careful with with all of the Seattle Seahawks. Those games are always like 6-3, 9-6. That's true. For some reason, with the Rams and the Seahawks, they battle it out, and it's a D. Now, if you want to start one of their defenses in those matchups, all day long. But I wouldn't start any of the offensive players in, in, either, in, in that matchup. Uh, then they have a bye, and they come back from the bye and play the Jets. So, Russell mm. Wilson, two out of the next three games, like, he's got a pretty easy slate. I rock with him. So. All right. Um, and number three? I only do top two. Oh, I always do th- I, I always do three. Then what do I prep for this show for? I might as well just look. look. You prep, and I'll look at your notes. Number three, Case Keenum. This is why our show goes 45 minutes. Case Keenum was a number three quarterback this week. For the Rams? No. Case Keenum is the quarterback for the um, – he's backup for Sam Bradford in Minnesota. Now, we watched – Where was he at before Minnesota? He was, in the, he was at the Rams. Okay. He I'm was like, at the Rams. I'm like, you're I not know I'm not crazy. Yeah, you're not off base okay. at all. But we thought, okay, in my mind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs were going to be non-factors as long as Case okay, Keenum – Okay, well, you were totally wrong because Stephon Diggs – like well, exactly had an amazing game. as long as as long as Case Keenum was the quarterback, I thought they were going to be non-factors until Sam Bradford returned. Because remember, I told you guys in week one, Sam Bradford was not fool's gold. He was going to be the truth, but then he was hurt. Is <laughs> Sam Bradford about to get uh, no Alex Smith? I don't think that's going to happen. He's <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. Case Keenum is still Case Keenum. 
He's still Case Keenum. So when Sam Bradford is healthy, he will retake his spot now. That's what everyone said about Tony Romo. No, no, no. We're going to talk about That's what people said about Alex Smith. No, no, no. And next, that's what people will be saying about Sam Bradford. We're going to talk about. Until un, until let me until Minnesota statement? is five and five and one, and then uh-uh. and then Sam Bradford's healthy, and then somebody got to make a decision. We are going to talk about the Minnesota quarterback position later on in the okay. show because it's getting quite interesting. Okay, so top but, three. Oh, do you have more? No, Sam Bradford. Um, uh, excuse me, Case Keenum. He balled out. He figured it out. They figured out the offense. They figured out how to play with Keenum. Um, and uh, Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and of course Dalvin Cook going forward go back to starting them. Okay. And well I'm going to ask you a question when we get to the injuries about All right. this. So running backs. Um I've got Todd Gurley Todd number 1. Todd Gurley number 1. Next three opponents for Todd Gurley, Dallas, Seattle, Jacksonville. So off the top of my head, I feel like Dallas is not going to be a gimme. And what did you say, Seattle and Jacksonville and then Seattle? Or Seattle and then Seattle Jacksonville? Seattle and then Jacksonville. Those are three tough defenses, but I'm starting to question whether or not Todd Gurley is matchup proof. Given last year's stats, we don't know that yet. He struggled last year. So the, the, the next two matchups in Dallas and Seattle are really going to be the answer to that question. I feel like, and I'd have to look at it again, I feel like Seattle has some injuries they in do. their first string defense they do. that may make running all over Seattle. Yep. It's always it's always tough to throw against Seattle. So since that is the case, then we have to see a, a huge running game effort unless they they're coming from behind then we'll see something different, but I think Gurley is going to struggle against Dallas, but I think he's going to do well against Seattle and Jacksonville, but that remains to be seen. Uh, the number 2 running back that I have is Jordan Howard. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um Everybody was hyped up on Tariq Cohen mm-hmm. when when Jordan Howard went out with the injury, but Jordan Howard came right back this week and showed us. Yeah, but I have some injury news on Jordan Howard that, that may make you clear one. Not think twice, but just maybe have to keep an eye out. So we'll talk about that when mm-hmm. we get to when we get to the injury injury segment. Uh, next three opponents: Green Bay, Minnesota, Baltimore. Minnesota, Baltimore are going to be tough next week against Green Bay. You can run against Green Bay. So uh, if he's healthy on Thursday night, Jordan Howard may be a guy that you want to look to put in your starting lineup. Coming in third is Chris Thompson. Now, these stats don't necessarily paint the right portrait of Chris Thompson. Now, when we're talking about PPR leagues, Chris Thompson is a clear shoe-in. Mm-hmm. But when you break down his stats, he had eight carries – for 36 yards. Eight 38. carries for thir- 38? Yeah, 38. Eight yeah. carries for 38 yards. Six receptions for 150 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that tells you, that doesn't necessarily tell you that he's the, he's the king back there in, uh, in Washington. So it still seems like as long as Rob Kelly or Samaj P. Ryan are going to be healthy, those are the guys you're going to want to be looking at in regards to who's going to get the lion's share of the carries. But in passing situations, in a passing game, you have to it's it's matchup dependent. Chris Thompson is definitely your passing down back. 
So, six receptions for 150 yards and a touchdown, you can count on that as long as they're going to be in passing situations. I just really don't quite know what that offense is yet. They happen to have a good game, and, uh, you know, we have to see what they are going forward. They have uh, Kansas City coming up next week, which they're probably going to be playing from behind, which might be a good Chris Thompson game mm-hmm. because they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. They've got a bye, then they've got the 49ers, which is going to be run heavy, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. So we really have to monitor the injuries in that backfield going forward to see, to have somewhat of an idea of what they're going to be moving forward. That's going to be a tough one to predict. Um, wide right. receivers. We've got Stefan Diggs, who we mentioned earlier. Diggs! And, okay, so let's start with Stefan Diggs. Look, Stefan Diggs, look, I told you guys from week one, this Minnesota offense is the truth, okay? It's no lie. Now, when Sammy Bradford was back there manning, uh, uh, taking care of the quarterback duties, I was like, this is the truth. Sam, Sam Bradford has figured this offense out. These guys are going to be amazing. Then we watch week two come. When uh, Who's the backup quarterback? Case Keenum. Case Keenum came in, and it was a little bit confusing. They had to do, struggle to try to figure things out. Well, now coming into week three, it looks like they figured things out and went right back to business as usual. So Stephon Diggs is, is going to be the guy uh, going forward. Start him every single week. He's got eight receptions, 173 yards, two touchdowns. Solid production. That's all you need. Number two, we have Stephon Diggs at number one. And the person you were waiting for, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. I said with Tom Brady, goes Gronk, goes his number one receiver, goes the rest of the Patriots offense. I, I believe I had that. Brandon Cooks finally had his breakout game. And uh, I don't think this type of thing, I don't think it's going to slow down. Five receptions, 131 yards, two touchdowns. Now, granted, that's only on five receptions, but but he was the deep target option in a, in a high-scoring game against Houston where they needed guys to be able to count on. He caught that game when he touched down in the end zone, which well, means that, that's, that's a trust builder. Well, and in the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing Brady go to Cooks. Cooks just had problems. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say he had problems holding on to the ball. I'm just going to say they did not end up in receptions. They ended right. up in drop passes. Right, right. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. I mean, Brady has been targeting Cooks. They just haven't been able to make it work. Yep. And so we've seen it work now in week three. Yeah. And in and, and the next three opponents, we've got the Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the New York Jets. I just don't see this thing falling off anytime soon. All right. So rounding up the rear, spot number three. <sighs> Mr. Larry. Old man strength Fitzgerald himself. They looked the the team as a whole didn't look great. No, 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 no. They look they didn't look good as a unit. They didn't look good, right? But the Carson Palmer, the old man connection, <laughs> Carson Palmer to Larry Fitzgerald, they got that old man looked strength, fantastic. He said, "Look here, Get, Vietnam whatever, War just throw veteran, it. just throw it out. Vietnam catch it. War veteran, just throw it out. I'm catch going it. to you." 
I'm going to you. I trust you. We fought side by side a long so time ago. My personal experience and story with this is in one of my leagues, I have Larry Fitzgerald. Mr. Fitz. And I loved every catch he made. Doesn't that just sound like an old man name? It was in the league where I don't need Larry Fitzgerald. They call me, they call me Fitz. In the league that I needed to win, <laughs> I had J.J. Nelson. JJ, don't give up on JJ. JJ had zero catches for zero don't yards. Give, don't give up on JJ. We had zero a, points. We had a touchdown that was called back. He did. Don't give up on JJ. And in the long run, that touchdown would not have led me to winning. Would have gave you seven. I needed it. It would have gave you seven, yeah. and you'd be looking at it different. You so know what I saying? am a happy and sore win, winner and, loser right now. And they have uh, getting away from the two games after this. Next week, they have the San Francisco 49ers. Which you could pretty much have your way with. You can run on the 49ers. You can pass on the 49ers. And the 49ers are my team. They're just... Te- Wait. Uh, what? Oh, man. Wow. We're talking about... Breaking news we're talking seven about, minutes look, ago. We're talking about old men on this show right now. We just so happen to be talking about Carson Palmer... <laughs> And Larry Fitzgerald, and this is that. This is not funny. This is actually, it's actually pretty sad. We just got breaking news that Hugh Hefner has passed away. That's crazy. He has passed away. I don't know the details. Okay. I am thirty three years old. He's been old my entire life. Mind exactly. Like ever since I knew who Hugh Hefner was, he was like the old dude with the the bunny ranch and like, all the Playboy chicks. Okay, so this is how we related to football. Whoa. Um, one of his ex-girlfriends. Um, Wasn't she like a cheerleader? Wasn't no, she? No, no. She was a Playboy bunny, and she was she's married to the dude who used to play for the Cowboys, and they were on, they have their own reality show, um, and then they were on Family oh, Boot Camp. Okay, give me a second. Oh, I, I could know. see her face. Terrell Owens? No, 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 Terrell Owens is the one with daddy issues. They used to play. No, that's Ocho Senko. That's both of them. Just saying, he used to play for the Cowboys. Go ahead, I'll look it up. So yeah, that that just happened. So that threw us off a little bit getting that news. Kendra. I don't remember the dude she was married. She's to. she was married to Hank. 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 I okay. thought he played for the Falcons. Let me look it up. Um. Not to not to not to get off track, but but that was off track. Notable mentions, I you know we missed these notable mentions uh, when we were talking through the other positions. Notable mentions at quarterback: Jacoby Brissett and Blake Bortles. Those are guys I want you to pay attention to going into to week four. Notable mentions at running back: Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt. Those are guys that have been balling out all season. So make sure you pay attention to them. We're gonna move into the tight end slot. Okay, just just real quick, not to get us too far off track. Kendra Wilkinson used to date Hugh Hefner when they had the reality show about her, Holly, and the third girl, because it was the thing about Hugh Hefner having three Still girlfriends. Still doesn't tell me what football player. Can you let me get to it? Relax. Okay. They had a reality show where they were talking about their life dating Hugh Hefner. It had two, maybe three seasons. Afterwards, Kendra Wilkinson ends up dating Hank Bassett, who played for... The Atlanta Falcons. No, I think you're thinking of um, I think Kim. I, Kim's husband paid, played for Atlanta. I think he played for Atlanta, but we'll see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, you were right. I know. 
He played f- no 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 you weren't you were not right. He played for Minnesota, Philadelphia, and then the Colts. That's the blue and white team. I'm seeing a, his jersey in my head. Okay. Tight ends. Now. Oh, so that's just what we're gonna do there. Just we're gonna just hey, move on. You know, I mean, you know, it happened. He, <laughs> I pour out a little liquor for you tonight. I got a shot or pour two. Pour one for on the my, homie uh, on my desk right now. What happens so I'll pour to Playboy? Out, I'll pour out a little. No, well, I'm I, sure I like he's no he longer a, even like he just gets money and lives. But I in guarantee the mansion. you, there's a predecessor in place. Like, Do they sell the mansion? You think? He was old. Of course not. Does he have kids? Yeah. How do he's you know? He's got kids. He's got kids. That's not relevant to this podcast. Okay. This is what we talk. We might talk about this on, on Pillow Talk. Okay. Somebody I've never heard of. No, no. She's never heard of, but I've heard of. But having said that, I'm going to say this name. And when I say this name, I want you to forget it. Most of you are going to go, who was that? No, no, you're not. Anybody who watches football, who plays fantasy football, knows I watch who football this and I play is. fantasy football. And I want you to forget this name as quickly as I didn't as know it to I need to forget it. Say it because this is fool's gold. You better say it right. Mercedes Lewis. Is it Mercedes or Mercedes? Oh, no. It's Mercedes Because it's spelled with an A. I know how the hell it's spelled. Yeah, but have you heard him say it? Because I feel like it's Mercedes, like Mercedes Lewis. Now, she always talks about how I run the podcast on super long. No, no. I don't run the podcast long. I tried to keep you on track. She always tried to tell me that I'm the one that takes us to an hour when it's all this extra stuff that takes us to an hour. So, Mercedes or Mercedes Lewis, it doesn't matter what his name is. Forget is that like C murder? Forget his name. He will not have another week like this up until he retires. Well, the first problem is he plays for the Jags. Trust and believe that. So, we're going to just go ahead and bypass Mercedes Lewis and we're going to get to Gronk. Rob Gronkowski, this isn't anything out of the norm for Rob Gronkowski. This is what we expect from him. He's been one of the only tight ends that's been consistent thus far. I expect it to keep up as long as he stays healthy. Moving on to a third, our third tight end this week, who is extremely interesting, Robert uh, Griffin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Plays for the Houston Texans. That he does. Okay, so we are watching. Deshaun Watson become something great for the Houston Texans and for the NFL as a whole for years to come. And as long as he stays healthy, the rapport that he's building with certain guys on his team right now is a rapport that's going to live on. So we've got to watch this. We've got to watch this rapport with Deshaun Watson and Griffin for the next few weeks to see if it's real. And if it's real then Griffin has the potential to become a Gronkowski or a Jordan Reed with with Deshaun Watson at his side. Trust and believe that. This is a marriage that you are going to want to pay very close attention to. If it's real, buy in. Straight up. Notable tight ends this week, Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis I want to talk about a little bit mainly because – Jordan Reed's never healthy. And if Jordan Reed is not healthy... He's we, not healthy we, right now. He's not healthy right now. We've, he's on our injury list. We've watched Vernon Davis over the years, and every single time Jordan Reed is hurt, Vernon Davis steps in and he plays well. 
Vernon Davis is used to getting hit across the middle. He stays healthy more often than Reed ever does. And he's a guy that's worth a pickup. And then, of course, coming in at fifth this week happens to be Zach Ertz, which is really the second-ranked tight end in the league. I own him in multiple leagues. Zach Ertz is going to continue to do what Zach Ertz does with the lack of pass catchers in Philly. So he's trusted. All right. So we talked about the injury list. And Jeez. again, it is a long list. And I'm thinking I want to just let's go through these quickly. Yep. Um, so I'm going to start with Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi is dealing with his knee. He may play through it this week the way he played through it last week. But this is an injury he's been dealing with since last week. And it's actually the same knee that he's been dealing with since last season. He will play, but taper expectations mainly because they're in the London game this week. And Miami is not traveling until tomorrow. We watched how terrible Baltimore was traveling to London on a Thursday, making their week very, very short. They did not show up at all. So I would, I might stay away from Ajayi this week. Matt Forte has turf toe. He is likely out, but keep an eye out. Yep. He could possibly play. Um, anything? Mm, I suggest. Ben Watson has a calf injury. He did not practice today. But again, like we said last week, a lot of things happen on Thursday. So keep an eye out and make sure you monitor the situation. Watch for Friday's injury report. Tyler Eifert, out with a back injury. Done. He is not J.J. Watt, who could have surgery and be back two weeks later. Done. Um, Will Fuller, he has that broken collarbone. Um. Okay, apparently everyone who played in Tennessee is hurt. So you've got <laughs> Corey Davis. He's out with a hammy. Uh, it's likely Eric Decker is going to take his place coming up this week. You've got Delaney Walker, who's out with a hammy. You've got DeMarco Murray, who has a hammy issue. Actually, I, I want to careful. I don't want to say out yet, but keep an eye out. Um, See what happens on the update to Friday's injury report. And Derrick Henry has a thigh issue. Even if some of these people do play, I, I what is her performance going to be? Yeah. Is that all you got? No. Okay. Um, okay. So I've got Cairo Santos. Oh, yeah. Has been placed on injured reserve. Just cut him. So, I mean, you could take – it looks like that they just signed um, – sorry, Kansas City just signed – not just signed. They're going to start the rookie Harrison Butker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if he's on waivers held, Santos ain't going to be kicking him, Kyle so somebody's Santos got to. Santos is my favorite kicker in the league. I drafted him everywhere. I had to cut him everywhere. You mm-hmm. know what? What I, su- what I suggest is to pick up Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup. Is the number one kicker in the league. People aren't paying attention. Plays for Tennessee. He's out there on waivers like madness. I was able to literally pick him up in every single league that I had Cairo Santos. He's the number one kicker in the NFL. Double digits every single week thus far. Tennessee's kicker, Ryan Suckup, do it. That's a sneak move right there. So if you have Cairo Santos, go out and pick up Ryan Suckup. Michael Crabtree. Crabtree and Cooper. Um, Cooper with a knee, Crabtree with a chest. Uh, Both were limited in practice today. 
Damn. Got to watch the Friday report to see how they do. That's tough. Yeah. Jordan Reed and Rob Kelly Jeez. are both. Jordan Reed is definitely out for this week. Rob Kelly. Is he? That's what I have. Okay. Um, but Rob Kelly, you'll want to see if they're going to play him. And again, like before, even if they do play him, what is his protect- production going to be? Right. Right. Um, I've got Jordan Howard. He's got a shoulder injury. It's not that he's out, but in last week's game, he went out twice to deal with this shoulder injury. It's my understanding that he's not healed. They're just numbing him up for these games, and that on top of adrenaline adrenaline is getting him through. But he's got something going on there. Extremely toughness. Extreme toughness he showed in the last game. Um, it w- he was clearly in pain, but he knew what he needed to do to carry this offense to victory, and he made it happen. So, um, all I'm saying is he was our number two performer this week. Yeah, keep that doesn't mean it. he's going to do that again next week because he is dealing with this injury. Yep. Um, Kelvin Benjamin, of course, um, he's dealing with an injury. Keep an eye on him. It's not that he's out. Um, but you do want to look at Friday's report. X-rays showed that Benjamin had no structural damage to the knee. We all saw the play where he got bent back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked How terrible. these people get twisted up and then let's oh, he just strained a muscle. What? Because he looked broken. looked terrible, but they're saying that he should play Sunday, you know, uh, given – Whatever treatment, hopefully it uh, it works out for him. But it, no structural damage, so he should be good to go. Damn, Darren Sproles is one of my favorite football players of all time, and it sucks to see him at this age go out with an ACL and a broken arm. He did that on the same play. You know, you got hit hard when you broke your arm and tore your ACL. All in the same play. Same play. Same play. It was it was it was tough to watch and it, and I hate to see him go, but he's out for the season. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles have a tough backfield. And a lot of people think LeGarrette Blunt, LeGarrette Blunt, LeGarrette Blunt. Nah, he's not the guy. Wendell Smallwood is the guy that if he's on waivers in any of your leagues and Daryl Sproul do with Darren Sproles going out, pick up Wendell Small. Especially Are you if you sure? have Darren positive. Pick up Wendell Smallwood. That's my personal take, my personal opinion. I don't. Th- Legarrette Blunt is a, has a very specific set of skills, and he's your goal line guy, um, but he's not your feature three down back. Wendell Smallwood's going to be the guy in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, unless they pick somebody up at the trade deadline that I don't know that they have on the radio ra- on the radar, he's the guy. All right. So, um. I have a huge list here. Do you got some more? I do, but go ahead. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, wrist, but we don't really care about that because Chris Thompson proved to be the back. Yeah, see, I don't write down people that don't matter. Melvin Gordon with a knee injury. Didn't practice today. Supposed to practice tomorrow, so it's worth keeping an eye on. Be very cautious of Melvin Gordon's injury. Uh, Jimmy Graham... And Doug Baldwin mm-hmm. are hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baldwin's got a groin injury. Didn't practice. Neither one of them practiced today. So that's another one that check tomorrow on Friday's injury report to see 
if they practice, what capacity they practice, see how you want to move forward. Um, we talked about Forte and JGI. Jeremy Macklin went into concussion protocol. Uh, Sammy Watkins. That's what I don't need. Went into concussion protocol. So those are guys you're going to want to see what their status is. Sammy Watkins, Tavon Austin, and John Sullivan all on the Rams in concussion protocol. In concussion protocol. Who is going to catch the ball? <laughs> I could go out and do it. Your guess is as good as mine. Although I don't like to get hit. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Julio Jones. That's right. With a back. Injury report with a back injury is questionable. Mm. For this week So that's another big That's a big one That's a big name You guys are going to want to monitor For this week to see What's what Back injuries We've seen Gronk Go out for seasons with back injuries We've seen J.J. Watt Go out for injuries Seasons with back injuries We've seen Peyton Manning So these back injuries are no joke Now we've watched him With soft tissue issues Ankle injuries Foot injuries and stuff in the past And play through it This is a back injury That's something completely different this is something that you Julio Jones owners are going to need to keep a very close eye on moving forward. Uh, of course, Andrew Luck is still out, but the Colts are saying that he could be back at practice as I don't early hear that. as... I don't want to hear that. First of all, you guys <laughs> keep saying that each week. Oh, he could be back at practice. He's, not, he's never playing football again. Uh, no, he's going to be driving he's, around he's gonna Florida. Be, he's going to be driving gonna be, around Florida with Percocet he's gonna be and, and codeine Percocet. and weed in his system, thinking he's driving around Hollywood. Him and Tiger Woods going to be in, yep. the, in the golf cart bumping future. He'll never play football Percocet. again. No, I joke. Molly Percocet. But Chis I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. When it comes to Andrew Luck, like until I see him throwing a ball Luck. with a jersey on. Luck is supposed to be back at practice this week. That's what I know. So we'll you don't see know that. That's we'll what you've heard. We'll see if that actually happens. Carlos Hyde was limited in practice today, but should play. All those injuries aside, the most interesting of all of these to me, you may not find this interesting at all. But Sam Bradford, they're saying should be back at practice this week. You just want him to be a no, look, good quarterback. No, but I'm so going bad. somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Now we've got a situation where Case Keenum balled out this past week. We got a situation where Sam Bradford balled out week one and is coming back to practice. And then the ghost, Mr. Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Who should be the guy who owns this offense will be back at practice in three weeks off the PUP list. Back after that knee shattering injury that the one we where saw. people were throwing up when exactly. they saw exactly Teddy Bridgewater will be back at practice Isn't that a tie? in three weeks. So we're talking about now by week seven. I had completely forgot about him. We're gonna have Case Keenum. Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater competing by week seven for who for the, the number hell one is going to be the starter on this Minnesota Vikings offense. And quite frankly, with the weapons that they have, I don't think it would be smart to interrupt what Sam Bradford and Case Keenum have with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. and with this new rookie running back in uh, Dalvin Cook. I don't think it would be smart for them to bring Teddy into the fold. But 
I don't coach a professional football team. That you do So not. who the hell knows what this front office is going to do? Look, Teddy Bridgewater sells tickets. All right? And he's an amazing quarterback. But he did not have the rapport with Stephon Diggs that these other two quarterbacks seem to have. So we've got to so wait. So two seasons two – se- you're right. Two seasons ago, Stephon Diggs could he, he was hit or miss. Yeah. He was hit or miss. Now, he's a game manager to the max, and their defense is amazing, so they were winning. Doesn't Teddy Bridgewater have a mustache? But at the same, well, no, not, no. Okay, not, I got to pull up a no. picture. Yeah, you got to look at Teddy. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while, Teddy. But at the end of the day, Sam Bradford and, and Case Keenum have been balling out. So... We just got to wait and see. This is going to be a quarterback battle for the ages that's going to happen in the middle of the season. In my personal opinion, they sit Bridgewater until next season and see what they do this season to be able to justify bringing him back in the middle of the year. Oh, he does probably, not have a No, he doesn't. Well, they're probably going to be winning. You know, So as much as it is interesting, I don't, I don't think we'll see Teddy Bridgewater in a starting capacity unless these he other two quarterbacks. He kind of like the get-out guy. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, just keep an eye on that quarterback situation in Minnesota and see what their record starts to do. And if their record starts to fluctuate, then it's going to get extremely interesting at the quarterback position going forward. So that's something worth watching, people. All right. So let's talk about the winners and losers. Or do you have more on your injury list? Because I no, know. like No, season. we have to talk about Zeke yet again. Oh, are we still on <laughs> Zeke Watch? There's Zeke Watch every week for some reason. So we're going to make this extremely quick. The NFL fired for emergency hearing. They were granted an emergency hearing. This emergency hearing is going to take place October 2nd. This October 2nd. That's Monday. This October 2nd hearing is going to determine whether or not Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended for the rest of the season or whether or not he's going to play the rest so of the season. So you're telling me I dropped Darren McFadden too quickly? No. At the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott is definitely going to play week four, no matter what. But well, Yeah, because they're a Sunday game. But depending on the verdict of this hearing, which I don't think in the middle of a season anybody will come down and say, yes, we're going to suspend him now. But depending on the verdict of this hearing, he could be suspended for his six weeks effective immediately. Now, currently, I don't know the NFL's uh, the NFL Player Association's recourse in regards to this particular form of legal action, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I'm sure will come out come Sunday. Um, but currently, that's the status. There's going to be a hearing early next week. He'll definitely play week four, and we'll learn more. As as the news comes out, um, me personally, I believe he'll play all season. I believe that I think so too. That nobody will cut that off. Yeah, in, nobody's going to say, "Oh, at the back of, of your season. season and into playoffs potentially." At the end of the day, follow it. the money, and there's no way you're going to cut off unless he starts kneeling the money to the Dallas Cowboys, and then they'll, they'll yeah, suspend and, like, that's just that's just not going to happen. So, um, but it's worth watching. Keep an eye on it. If he is suspended, uh, I apologize to everybody that I told to cut Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden <laughs> last week. I apologize to you if he ends up being suspended, but you know, you know, keep an eye on. In this your thing. defense, I was going to cut him anyways, whether you said it or not. Taking up a bench spot, 
at the end of the day, both of them are on your uh, waivers. And uh, if you're going to pick somebody up, uh, let it be Darren McFadden. Uh, they fooled you with Alfred Morris. They're trying to preserve Darren McFadden just in case something happened to Zeke. But Darren McFadden is going to be the feature back in the Dallas Cowboys backfield if Ezekiel Elliott happens to be suspended. So if that's the guy you want to go get, go get him. Leave Alfred Morris on the damn waiver wire. All right, so win, lose, or draw. Let's talk about the wins for this week in the two leagues. Now, again, we only talk about the two weeks that we GM. If you would like us to talk about the wins and losses or you would like to talk smack to your opponent uh, last week that you smacked up, let us know, and we will read all your comments on the podcast. Why are you making that face? All right, so in the uh, uh, this is the champs only league. Mm-hmm. We had yours truly going to three and O, beating team boss lady. Multiple score gasms, beating team boss lady, 115.6 to 84.3. We had Miss Walker taking her first loss, boom, dropping her boom, to boom. two and one, losing to prestige drip set, Mr. Phil, 106 to 117. Team Forbes <sighs> improves. She's only a second year player. She improves to improves to three and zero, beating our my co-host. Uh, Tamara, 134 to 111. You know what? I First of all, first of all, I'd just like to say, this is this team that I had, J.J. Nelson. Second off, who I did mean, she have that was bullshit? She can say whatever she wants, but at the end... No, 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 no. Who did she, she have? She, Des Bryant? No, not Des Bryant. by over 20 points. Yeah, so. whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the league that had Stefan Diggs and... Russell Wilson on the bench? Of course it's not loading because I want to see the matchup right now. So, you know, I can't tell you. At the end of the day, you lost 111 to 134. Almost doesn't count. No Uh, excuses. Team Jared improving to 2-1 against Niner Walk. Team Niner Walk 100. Actually, excuse me. I stand corrected. Team Jared got his – he lost – to Team Niner Walk. Terrence getting his first win, 106 to 100. Russian hooker Golden Showers getting, getting his first win, 110 to 82 over Raiders Mike, who is now 1 and 2 as well. Isn't a golden shower when you get peed on? And then Compton. The Russian hookers <laughs> didn't pee on Trump, they peed on the bed. That Obama and Michelle slept in. Like it's totally not a golden shower. Compton bend the knee, improving to two and one over Team Blake, 129 to 63.7. Team Blake is now O and three. That is mm. mom in law. She auto-drafted. Suffering down at see what happens when you auto-draft people. You yep. need to be a part of your yep. draft. And she she is making moves on her team. Like she is not just She's she's she just can't quite get it together. You know, th- didn't the auto draft give her Andrew Luck? I believe that the auto draft gave her Andrew Luck. So, you know, she's working that out. And in the couples therapy league, so so incredibly unfortunate that your boy 
the Tony James suffered his the first Tony James. loss to his sister, Queen Anderson, 139 to 121. We now, both, those are some high scores. Yeah, we both. I we, mean, they're not the highest I've ever seen, but those are some good scores. We, we both go to two and one. Uh, in the next matchup, Team Colden, my brother, loses to Team Big TD Committee, Aww. 85 to 90. Team Colden, <sighs> 0-3. It was I was sweating for it a little bit there. Big bro, big bro went down to 0-3. Well, my wife got a win and it improves to one and two. That is her first win of the season. Okay, so I'm not no, I'm and 0-3 that, in the other league. Yeah, you're 0-3 in the other league. Uh Team JC Pops, champion of last season, loses this to Team Anderson. The champion. Team Anderson is my nephew, and he's a rookie. Final score is 95 to 112. Team Anderson improves to 3-0, and while Pops drops to 1-2. and two. And last but certainly not least, we have Team Taylor, who is only a second-year player. It makes me feel like I teach well. <laughs> Beats Team Jackie, 147.3. To 45. Okay, I need to hear what happened there. Okay, first, did she have Stefan? I'm gonna Diggs go in, I'm gonna go into or their Tom matchup. Brady. I'm gonna go into their matchup. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna run this one down because this is a big deal. Team Taylor, Dak Prescott, 22, Devontae Freeman, 21, Jordan Howard, 28, Jordy Nelson, 20, Keenan Allen, 8, Kelsey, 0.6. T.Y. Ooh. Hilton, 24. Kelsey got hurt, right? Houston D9. Yes, he did. And uh, New Orleans kicker 11. Here goes okay, team. She, she, she was top heavy. Here goes team Jackie. <laughs> Drew Brees, 20. Okay. Jay Ajayi, 3.5. Eek. Remember, Isaiah, he's hurt. Isaiah Crowell. She's not listening to the podcast. Isaiah Crowell, 6.4. Mm-hmm. Des Bryant, 8.2. Mm. Amari Cooper, 1.1. He's hurt. Jason Witten, 0.8. That's funny because wasn't he in your last episode someone who you were vouching for? Cooper? No, Witten. Don't give me who. What? Not old what? man Witten. Look, we're gonna talk You about, did a whole diatribe on him. Look, we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. Michael Crabtree, 1.2. Carolina, Carolina's defense, negative one. Ugh. And Goskowski, the kicker for the New England Patriots, four. Now, granted, on Team Jackie's bench, she had Kirk Cousins, who put up 26, mm-hmm. and Chris Hogan, who put up 20. Yeah, but that's you can't count on she Chris Hogan to do that. She still couldn't catch up. There was nothing she could do. To so catch up. the pro- first thing I see is she's got two people on the same team on her roster. Yeah, she's got Crabtree and Cooper. Yeah, I would not have. But so you, you're always going to have somebody Look, competing. When Carr fails, they both, both of them fail. fail. And yeah. the Raiders had a very very tough game. And they're on Sunday. It night. just so happens they're both playing. Like they've got injuries now. Yeah. So if if Carr doesn't play well, then her team drops so and she team, saw that team taylor who was terrible last year improves to two and one and team jackie is one and two so uh yeah i'm no longer under the only undefeated team in that league is the rookie hmm. mr nephew he's got so, beginners so he's left gotta get, he's gotta get knocked off his pedestal he will we gotta handle that we gotta he handle will. that so let's move forward. We're going to move forward. We're going to go to Fantasy Gold and Lead. Let's go to Fantasy Gold. We're going to go to Fantasy Gold. Now, before we go into this week's Fantasy and Gold, 
I like to go back to the predictions that were made last week. Now, we're going to run through these very, go very back. quickly. Just so you guys remember, as a quick reminder, my fantasy gold selections last week were Oakland against Washington. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Tampa Bay against Minnesota. They played. And Dallas against Arizona. Those are teams in the NFL. You are correct. So Oakland completely like bombed. I thought that was going to be a great game, Oakland Oakland against Washington. I thought it was going to be great. Now, on the flip side of the ball, Washington, Kirk Cousins. Uh, you like that? He played well, but I predicted Terrell Pryor and Samaj P. Ryan to be the guys that did not turn out to be the case. It ended up being Chris Thompson, and I don't even know who the hell was catching the ball for Washington, but <laughs> somebody was catching on them damn touchdowns, uh, but it wasn't Terrell Pryor. So I got one out of three guys on that side of the ball. Um, Tampa Bay. Minnesota actually panned out. Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson had great games. Mike Evans did not. He was upset. I don't know if you guys saw the footage of too. him uh, throwing stuff on the sideline. And yelling and, at Jameson. And, and being pissed off. Or, but, it's not you know, Jameson. Jameis. 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 I drink too much. Jameis Winston, which is why it's easy to say Jameson because <laughs> his last name ends with un. So Jameson just flows. Uh... So on that side of the ball, I was fine. Minnesota, I said Bradford, Diggs, and Thielen, which all of the three had great games. So uh, that game actually won. <sighs> Dallas, Arizona. The only person I got right was Larry Fitzgerald. I said he was going to have a great game. He did. J.J. Nelson didn't. Chris Johnson didn't. Zeke didn't. Dez didn't. Witten didn't. So... That did not pan out for me at all. And the game I actually said was going to be fantasy-led ended up being a great game. I said Seattle versus Tennessee was going to be fantasy-led. I said both of these offenses have been having a problem uh, with scoring. Apparently, they don't have a problem with scoring against each other. So Seattle and Tennessee both had great games on Sunday. So... I was way off base. I'm one and two. One and two with my fantasy gold and my fantasy lead. Week two was a huge win for me. Week one and three, not so much. So that leads us into week three. Week four of fantasy gold. And I'm kind of going out on a limb. I'm going out on a limb. The first fantasy gold game I'm rocking with is going to be Tennessee, Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. Okay, because earlier we talked about how everybody on Tennessee is hurt. Look, you've got Corey Davis who's out, so you're going to be really looking at Eric Decker um, to be a um, wide receiver one. Delaney Walker has a hammy. Doesn't matter. Demarco Murray hammy. Mm -mm. Derrick Henry thigh injury. Tennessee versus Houston. We bought. We watched both of these offenses last week. We watched Tennessee against Seattle. We watched Houston against New England. We watched both of these offenses come on heavy. Neither one of these teams have fantastic defenses, right? So, for Tennessee, DeMarco Murray or Derrick Henry, you know what? Start either one. Both of them are going to have a touchdown this week. I feel another water bet coming on because – I'm thinking you might not see enough, um, as much traction. I think it's going to be great. 
Okay. I think it's going to be a great game for Water both bet? of those guys. Uh, what What is the bet, though? The bet is that... Okay, let me think about it. You finish. Okay. Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray, pick one. They're both going to play. Rashard Matthews, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Suckup, the kicker we talked about a little bit earlier for the Tennessee Titans, and Marcus Mariota. Start any of those guys. If you have them on your fantasy football teams, start them. It's going to be a great game. On the Houston side of the ball, we've got Deshaun Watson, which we watched against New England last week, who we didn't expect to play the way that he did, playing against a team like Tennessee. He's going to have another great game. Ryan Griffin, we watched him build a rapport with Ryan Griffin last week, and I think that's going to continue. That's going to carry over into this week against Tennessee. DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is going to catch three passes for 112 yards and a touchdown. Mark my words on that. And Deontay Foreman. Everybody talks about Lamar Miller in Houston. Mm -hmm. Lamar Miller will no longer have his job in Houston by the end of the season. He won't have his job by week six or seven. Deontay Foreman looks faster, stronger, younger than Lamar Miller. Mark my words, Deontay Foreman will be the feature back by week seven in Houston. Trust and believe that and play him next week. Okay, so... I bet you that Tennessee won't be able to put more than nine points on the board. Like nine total yes. points? Are you, think about that. Yeah. Against Houston's defense, yep. Tennessee will not score more than nine points. Yes. Oh, that's an easy one. Okay. There All it day. Is. All day, every day. Water bet. H2L. Water bet. That is on the board. That's out of control. I'm going to win that, and I get to water back. For those of you who've been listening, I still owe a water bet. Yes, I you do. do. So uh, I'm going to get to get her back on that one. I can't wait to spin the wheel of water on air. So there it is. It is official. I am saying because of the injuries that Tennessee is dealing with on their offense, they're not going to be able to put more than nine points up against uh, Houston. Crazy. Now, next fantasy goal game. You guys are going to be like, this guy's out of freaking control. But the next fantasy goal game, quite frankly, Indianapolis Colts against the Seattle Seahawks. Most of you would look at this game on paper. Yes, I'm like, you're crazy. And say, like, this is nuts. There's no way this is going to be a high-scoring game. I, I think it is. I think Jacoby Brissett showed us what he can do against Cleveland last week. And he balled out. He came into his own with that offense. He played extremely well. He showed us that he knows how to use those receivers, and I think he's going to continue that against the Seattle secondary. I think Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton is going to have another game, and I think this is going to be a great game for Frank Gore. I think this is going to be one of those games we see every season from old man Gore mm. where he rushes where you're like, Wait, he's for 135 yards yeah, and two touchdowns. I think we're going to see that from Gore this, this week. This is going to be the week. Everybody's going to be surprised. On the Seattle side of the ball, like I told you earlier in the podcast, Russell has found his way before week five, which is what we love to see out of this kid. He knows what his offensive line is, and he knows what he needs to do to succeed. So if Jimmy Graham plays, he's going to be worth the start. If Doug Baldwin plays, he's going to be worth the start. And with regards to that backfield in Seattle, Chris Carson. Chris Carson has emerged as the guy. Thomas Rawls, who? Eddie Lacy, who? Chris Carson 
is the guy in the Seattle backfield that you want to? Frank Gore's own. only thirty four, not thirty seven. He's still old. That's old. That's old in older football than me. years. Football years. Yeah. That's old. Older than me in football years. He's gonna ball old. this yeah. week. Trust. This is gonna be the one. And last but certainly not least, Buffalo against Atlanta. Buffalo against the Atlanta Falcons. We Buffalo beat Denver last week. What? Nobody that was sitting back watching that nobody, game. Nobody. Nobody expected that to happen. Nobody. nobody expected that to happen. Buffalo? I didn't. Whoa. Tyrod Taylor has shown us who he is as a quarterback. That defense has shown us who they are as a defense in the NFL. And they have emerged as a power in the AFC East. So, excuse me. Tyrod Taylor, Charles Clay, LaShawn McCoy, and watch Mike Tolbert. Oh, bowling ball? Watch Mike Tolbert. We watched LaShawn McCoy rush for 80 yards all the way down to the five-yard line. And you know how they give the ball to on the goal line? Bowling ball. Mr. Bowling ball himself, Mike Tolbert, to get a touchdown. I think LaShawn McCoy will have a 40-yard touchdown in this game. And I think Mike Tolbert will have two Touchdowns in this game from inside the I'm five. I'm about to look, but I feel like Tolbert's probably available in every single one of your leagues. I guarantee <laughs> it. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. People are not expecting it to be one, but this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think this this ten, this game is going to go into the 40s. Whoa. Most definitely. Most definitely. 42 to 45 final score. What have I we think, seen? Okay, we've seen Oakland. Go, what, 43? Five. Yeah, we watched Denver. Forty-two. We watched, we watched last Thursday. Who? What was last Thursday? The 49ers against uh, the was like it these the are Rams? college scores. Any like they anything ball. over thirty is a college score. We watched it. I think this game is going to go into the forties. I think Atlanta will ultimately win the game, but I think this is going to be a defensive, defenseless game for these two offenses on the Atlanta side of the ball. Matt Ryan. Against this Buffalo defense is going to ball. I think uh, Devontae Freeman, Mm -hmm. Julio Jones, if healthy. We have to watch the injury report. Mm -hmm. Now, if Julio's out, you still think it's going to be a... Taylor Gabriel. I think Taylor Gabriel Gabriel will be the recipient. Taylor Gabriel will be the recipient. I remember having him like one of the first years I played fantasy. And if Julio Jones does not play, Austin Hooper will come back into the fold as a pass catcher on this offense in this game. The Buffalo defense proved to us what they can be last week against the Denver Broncos offense. They proved to us what they have the ability to do. Oftentimes, when they shut down the wide receivers, Mm -hmm. that opens the door for the tight end. So keep your eye on Austin Hooper if Mr. Julio Jones does not play, and even if he does play. They're going to put their best defensive backs, or excuse me, their best corners on Julio Jones, and that's going you know to open what? the door for I think I might, I think I might take a, a leap of leap on Austin Hooper and put him in he's, over Charles Clay. He's, he's going to be a good flyer. He's going to be good. Now, now they're playing each other. Now my, I, I mentioned both names. I said Charles Clay on the Buffalo side of the ball. I said Austin Hooper on the Atlanta side of the ball. So that's going to be a tough decision. They're playing against each other. Um, hmm. If I had to choose, I'd play Clay. 
I'd play Clay over Austin. Now Hooper. I'm feeling you. If you're it, feeling so it, now I'm feeling. Hey, if you're feeling telling it, telling me I need to just do it. Just, rock with I it. Just do it. I'll see what my opponent has lined rock up. Rock with it. Last but certainly not least. Certainly. Certainly not least is the abysmal fantasy led. Boom! 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 Game of this week. Blow. Fantasy lit. And, you know, this week we've got the New York Giants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, are these the Giants that have Eli Manning that can't do anything? Because Eli Manning, even though somehow he pulled out two Super Bowl wins, look, is the worst quarterback look, ever. Now, that's only my opinion. I've, I've, I've been saying that forever. But I, having said that, last week we watched him hit. Brandon Marshall mm-hmm. with seven catches. We watched him hit Evan Ingram. We watched him hit Sterling Shepard. We watched Odell Beckham score two touchdowns. We watched all of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, mm-hmm. right? Now, we got two defenses here now. These are strong-arm defenses. The, the, the New York Giants defense is a $100 million defense. They paid a lot of money. But it's defense. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we watch hard knocks. We all saw it. That defense <laughs> came together extremely well. And I well. am a sucker for reality TV <laughs> that, that, shows. That defense came together extremely well. And I think what you're going to see from those two defenses and them shutting down each other's offenses. I think the New York Giants, Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. Eli Manning. Brandon Marshall. I don't think they're going to have... Any opportunities against this Tampa Bay secondary. And on the flip side, Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. I don't think they're going to have Shit, I have two of those people. any opportunity against the Giants uh, secondary. And you know what both of these teams have in common? No. No running game. Mm. Who, who's the running back in the Giants? IDK. Orleans Darkwa. Oh, didn't he trade? Rashard, a- Rashard Jennings. Yeah, no, I don't like any who's, of those who's, things. Who, who's the running back in Tampa Bay before uh, before uh, the muscle hamster? What's his name? Doug Martin comes back in week five. Who's the running back in Tampa Bay? Rich, uh, Higgins. Rashard no, Higgins. No, Rashard Higgins is a, is a pass catcher for Cleveland. Okay, then I don't know who's the running back. So they neither one of these teams have a running game, <laughs> <laughs> right? They both have notable wide receivers, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall. Notable wide receivers, notable tight ends in Odell Howard, uh, 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 O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram. But they both know that this is how we defend these teams. Neither one of these teams have a running game, and both of them have $100,000, $100 million defenses that no, all we have to do is stop the pass, and they need to beat us on the ground. This is going to be the lowest scoring game of the weekend, and it is fantasy-led. Do not start any of these individuals. <laughs> Bench them all. So your running backs for Tampa Bay are Charles Sims, who scored 1.8 points last week. Garbage. And quiz Rogers, who scored 1.5. Now, Quiz, I actually like, but he's not going to do anything against this Giants defense. Doug Martin, his job is as secure as it could ever be. He was worried about Quiz taking his job, and Quiz has done nothing to take. When he comes back next week, first string, 
all pro. The job is his. Nobody has done anything to prove to the coaching staff that no. he, he doesn't deserve the spot. So fantasy-led Giants, Tampa Bay Bucks. Stay away from don't starting start anybody. anybody from that game. Except the defense? I actually did. <laughs> you know what? Look. Look at my notes. I actually did write that. <laughs> At the bottom of my notes, if you're going to start anybody from that game, start the defenses. Look, Bucks D, Giants D, start all either day. one of those Ds all day. I'm going to you take your advice, fun. sir, and I might You'll do, do that because there's, I think, two leagues that I'm streaming Ds. Actually, in all my leagues, I always stream Ds. So. Look for the Detroit Lions D. If you're streaming a defense, look for the Lions D. They've been number one. They're the number one ranked defense in the league. And they're available in over 60% of leagues. I was able to pick them up in four leagues this week. Okay, They've scored well, I won't over, be picking them up in my leagues. They've then. scored over 10 points in every single week thus far. So that's our rundown for this week. As always, make sure you're looking at those injury reports on Friday and make sure you are up by 9 o'clock. Actually, is there a London game? There is a London game this week. So you probably want to look and make sure you don't have anybody playing at the 6 o'clock time spot for that London game. Um, And monitor your injury logs. Easy. Just type in NFL Week 4 injuries, and you'll get the most up-to-date information. And um, that's it. You have anything to add? I can see you're looking for who that London game yeah, is. I'm looking. I'm looking to see. I wrote it down at, at some place on my paper. It's not the Colts, right? Because you talked about somebody flying out on Thursday. Yeah, but that's there's somebody who wasn't flying out until Thursday, just like Baltimore did last week, and we saw how terrible baltimore looked last week in london they flew out way too late they didn't get used to the time change so new orleans miami play in the uh oh speaking of new orleans Mm -hmm. for those of you who haven't been paying attention willie sneed is back is back from suspension so if any of your leagues look at the waivers I know. I pro- I think I dropped Willie Sneed. I tried to pick up Sneed in every league that I possibly could because most people didn't even recognize the fact that he was suspended. That's because he didn't get suspended until after most people's drafts. He got suspended for right. PEDs, and it wasn't until like the third week or possibly the fourth week of preseason. A lot of people didn't realize he was suspended, and he's coming back from suspension. Who didn't realize he was sus- suspended? Suspended was lifted on Monday. And so now he's back. And he's Here's back. my question. Here's what I'm struggling with. Is he important? I mean, he's not Zeke. Is he important enough to New Orleans offense? Who's pass catchers in New Orleans? Michael Thomas. And? Michael Thomas. No. <laughs> You've got Ted Ginn. No. Um, You've got Kobe Flaner. No. Who's I, the tight end? I wasn't thinking of either so of those. So who else? Willie Sneed. Okay. So... <laughs> That's why he's important to that office. We've watched Ted Ginn drop passes for the last few weeks. He finally caught a damn touchdown this week. Willie Sneed is extremely important. Yeah, but he wasn't important enough for me to keep him on my bench even though he was suspended. 
but he's not now. And a lot of people didn't draft him, and a lot of people didn't even realize he was missing. You keep saying that, but I think people drafted him thinking he was going to play. He didn't get suspended until after the majority of drafts. That's when he got suspended, because I had drafted him. He was not suspended. Then he was suspended, and I couldn't afford to keep him on my bench. All I'm saying is, I'm in six leagues. I was able to pick Willie Sneed up in four off waivers. Yeah, because I dropped him. So... (laughs) I'm just saying. Anyway. Keep an eye out for Willie Sneed. Okay, so Sneed. now we really are signing off. Keep an eye out for Willie Sneed. Pick him up if you can, but what are you saying? Are you suggesting that we play him this week, even though this is a... We still hold him out. We don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. Football shape is a real thing. Yeah. So I would at least wait a week, look at their schedule, hold on to Willie Sneed, and start him accordingly. But he will be back into the fold very, very soon. That's also going to open up the top of the offense for uh, Ted Ginn once Willie Sneed comes back into the fold. So keep your eyes peeled. What does open up the top of the offense mean? Once they have to worry about Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed. That will leave Ted Ginn Jr. open to to drop passes? Yeah, pretty much. Drop passes 50% of the time, catch 90-yard passes the other 50% of the time. You just got to know when. All right. Good luck this week, and may the odds be forever in your favor. Do say.